Hello there, all my friends at Breathe New Life down in Stoke. Um, so sorry I can't be with you in person, but how awesome to be able to contribute to your streaming service today. And um, thank you for the opportunity. And I do believe God has put something on my heart to encourage you with and to help you in this very specific season that we find ourselves in. I'm sure like me, you've called this season strange. It's just weird, isn't it? Um, lockdown, isolation, and um, all these things, you know, social distancing, it's strange. And I think one of the reasons it's particularly strange for us as God's people is because our instinct is to gather. Our instinct is to be together as his people. And this time is getting in the way of our instincts. You know, we love to gather as the family of God. Fellowship is a high value in our belief system. And we believe in journeying and doing life together, following Jesus together. And even though sometimes we're together on very practical things like training and stuff, um, the social dimension is always important, isn't it? So all that love together, we've lost. And now we find ourselves scattered. Well, I want to say to you, this today that in some ways that was always God's plan yes he loves us to gather around him and to worship him and be together but he always had in his mind you lot need to be scattered we were never meant to live in a in a sort of a huddle around the physical Jesus no we were we were commissioned to go into all the world to be scattered to go and make disciples by taking the life and the love of Jesus to those in our communities. And that's the tension we walk, isn't it, church? Yeah, we love to gather, but God wants us to scatter and take the wonderful life we found in him to others. And it's a tension. <clears throat> and the truth is, the early disciples, those 12 and the wider group of disciples that were around Jesus, they were the first to grapple with this tension. Yep, they love to gather around the physical Jesus. They'd done it for three years. <clears throat> you know, they'd traveled together, done projects with Jesus, been sent on missions by Jesus. They'd lived with him, walked with him, done the journeys with him. He was everything to them. So when he began to explain to them, guys, I'm leaving, they freaked out. It was like, whoa, what do you mean? No, we gather around you. We're disciples. That means we follow the master. We watch you and we follow you and we, we, we become like you. But Jesus knew that if his purpose was to be limited to just those few people gathered around his physical presence, his plan and purpose for the world would never get accomplished. So he had to gradually explain to them things are going to change. And those of you that know the Gospel of John will know that through chapters 14, 15 and 16, Jesus takes them on, a, on a, a long explanation, a journey of understanding that no, he is going. He's going to go back to his father. But don't worry, because I'm also coming back and I'm coming back in a different form called the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of me will be with you wherever you end up and that means that everyone in the world can have me with them 
not just you in this physical moment we're in right now. Let me read you a few verses from John chapter 16, which is right at the end of this explanation Jesus has given them. <clears throat> I first read this a couple of weeks ago and <laughs> it leapt off the page simply because I read the first verse and I thought, man, we're living this now. Let me show you what I mean. John 16 verse 32. Jesus replied to them, a time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered each to your own home. <laughs> and I read that and thought, yeah, that's exactly what we're living. We're each scattered to our own home. Now he then goes on and says, you will leave me all alone. Yet I'm not alone for my father is with me, which was a reference to the coming crucifixion and his departure. And then he finishes by saying, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Because in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, I want to just show you the proximity of two things that Jesus says in that passage, which I think is really important for us in our current season. Firstly, he says, you will be scattered each to your own home. And that's exactly where we find ourselves, each in a scattered place. And Maybe mild panic sets in, but then he follows it by saying, and I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Jesus was saying, don't worry, you will have peace in those scattered places. And if I had a title for this talk this morning, it would simply be that, peace in the scattered place. Because you and I find ourselves scattered, isolated, locked down, various stages of coming in and out of lockdown and quarantine. and ah, We're missing people, we're missing the gathering. But in the scattered place, God says, I want you to have peace in me. Wherever you're listening to this today, my prayer is that you know peace. Is that you have peace with yourself. You're at peace with God. You're at peace with the people in the room with you right now and those you're doing life with. Because only peace helps you thrive in the scattered place. When you're scattered in isolate, if you're in dispeace and worry and fear and despair, wow, that eats away at you. But God's people are designed to be scattered and in peace. Peace in the scattered place is what God intended for us. And I want to just explain to you in the time I've got that to have that, to the degree we need it in these days, you must have three things, okay? So three things to ensure that you have peace in your scattered place. Number one, firstly, you need Jesus with you. You need Jesus with you. True peace is only ever found when you find the one we call the Prince of Peace. And where we read in John 16, 33, Jesus said, I'm telling you these things so that in me you may find peace. <clears throat> you see, finding peace is actually synonymous with becoming a Christian. Maybe Romans 5, 1 puts it best where it talks about uh, as having been justified through faith and therefore having peace with God. Justified by faith means we've put our trust in Jesus as a step of faith 
and we are justified, that means to be declared clean, righteous, our past dealt with and forgiven. And when we're saved, born again, when we become a Christ follower, one of the things that now describes our being is we are people of peace. We have peace. In Jesus, we find a peace that the Bible says passes understanding. In other words, you can't get your head around it. <clears throat> because the truth is sometimes circumstances are very chaotic around you and it doesn't seem like life's in peace, but deep in your heart you have peace. That's the God kind of peace. It's a peace that guards our hearts and our minds. Colossians talks about how the peace we have in Christ is like a referee or an umpire that helps us make great choices as we navigate life. I love it. He leads us in paths of peace, keeps us in peace in all manner of turmoil, in a world where we will have trouble, as he told the disciples in our reading. But don't worry, he's overcome it and he's given us peace. And you know, peace is also a fruit of the Holy Spirit, according to Galatians 5. That means that if you're a Christian today, if you know Jesus, if you have Jesus with you, then one of the evidences of that is you, you do know and experience this deep peace of being in him. Christ in us is the basis of having lasting, wonderful peace with God, peace with yourself and peace with others. It's an awesome thing. And we have to treasure it, we have to guard that peace and we have to allow it to increase in us as we journey with Christ. So. The first thing <clears throat> that you need to have peace in your scattered place is Jesus with you. Secondly, to have peace in the scattered place, you need to keep doing what leads to peace. Keep doing what leads to peace. Now some of you might be thinking, hang on Steve, you, you just said all we need is Jesus. You mean I've got to do something? Yes, because when you come to Jesus, you enter a relationship of doing life with him. And it's the doing life with him that keeps us in felt peace. Even though sort of positionally, theologically, we have peace in him that nobody can take from us. Feeling it is about the state of our relationship with him. And we have to keep doing what leads to peace. <clears throat> You know, if you think it's, well, isn't it all just about Jesus and it doesn't matter what I do? Well, let me, let me maybe pose it through another question. Can you explain to me why Christians, people who know Jesus, are some of the most stressed out people you ever meet? Sometimes they're, they're stress heads. <laughs> they're, they're full of worry, fear and doubt. Now that's because we're all on, on a journey of connecting with Christ and doing life with him and learning to live in peace. But it, it points to the need for process. If peace just came, boom, and that was it, you never had this peace again in your life, then it would be as simple as all you need is Jesus. But yes, you need Jesus with you, but now you also need to do life with Jesus, keep doing what leads to peace. Because you're your felt sense of peace right now has a root, it has a source. And that root is linked to the greater context of how you do life 
not just your relationship with Jesus. Let me explain how you nurture this thing. <clears throat> Let me ask you a question. How, go back. How did you first find peace? Well, I first found peace, Steve, when I became a Christian, when I gave my life to Jesus. Exactly. Now, in that moment, you made a personal decision to live life God's way. You bowed the knee. You made him the Lord of your life. You believed in him. And at that moment, when he became the boss, the king, you were effectively saying, from this point forward, I'm going to live God's way. I'm going to live according to the rules of heaven, not the rules of this life on earth anymore. And as you made that choice, peace came. And I would suggest to you that every time peace then seems to leave, you have to reconnect with doing things God's way again. Because there is this relationship between the rule of God and doing things his way and peace in your life. In Romans chapter 14, we have one of the <coughs> classic passages about the kingdom of God. The kingdom is where God rules. And one of the ways of describing your life as a Christian is you say that you're a child of the kingdom, son and daughter of the king, which means you're living the king's way. And it says the kingdom of God there is not about eating and drinking and keeping rules and regulations. Well, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> so as the Holy Spirit dwells in you and leads you to make right choices in accordance with God's word and ways, you then begin to feel peace and joy. Peace comes from righteousness is what I'm saying. <clears throat> Isaiah 32 17 puts it this way. It says, the fruit of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever. You see, your felt sense of peace is linked to doing right, doing things God's way. Which is why one of the first things you feel when you don't do it God's way is dispeace. It's like the red light goes off. It's the Holy Spirit inside you going, uh-uh, no, stop, Steve, change, don't do it. It's exactly what prophet Isaiah promised would happen. We won't read it for the sake of time, but in Isaiah chapter 9, <clears throat> in the passage where um, the virgin birth is prophesied, and it says, to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and so on, and he will be called Wonderful, <clears throat> Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In that passage it says that of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. So where God's government increases, his rule in your life, peace increases so to keep enjoying increasing peace you need the increasing government of God in your life if you don't do things God's way you are settling for a shallow peace you're settling for the kind of peace that all the world out there has not the deep transformational amazing peace that passes understanding that's only available to those who are in Christ and to live in that felt sense of that, you have to keep doing what leads to peace. Righteousness leads to peace. So, you know, right now, some of you may be in financial dispeace because of the pandemic and 
some of you may have been on furlough and even made redundant and there's financial pressures and concerns and uncertainty well can I encourage you keep doing what leads to peace financially do it God's right way refresh yourself on the principles of God's economics be a giver be generous be a good steward share and see how they're linked to promises of God's provision and supply and peace will come to you as you do things God's way financially peace for him to provide will come it may be to do with work because this whole situation has messed with our work lives massively but great degrees of uncertainty to so many people well keep doing what's right in relation to work have a great work ethic work as if Jesus is your boss if you're a, an employer treat your employees well if you're a, an employee then work hard honor your boss do a great job now do it God's way and it'll keep you in peace and again he'll provide it may be relational this peace you feel because you've been locked up in the house with the same people for so long and you're tearing each other's hair out <clears throat> well God's word has a lot to say about how to do relationships well do it right serve one another love one another prefer one another come on kind words encouraging words and as we do it God's right way peace comes it may actually be if you're honest your inner world that's in this peace you know your thought world your emotional world because of all this stuff that's going on maybe you're harboring fears and doubts and concerns well do right in your inner management take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ get your emotions in line with the Holy Spirit let him be the governing influence not the emotions and if you will manage your inner world God's way righteousness will lead to peace that's why Romans 14 19 says let's make every effort to do what leads to peace we do have to do something yep we need Jesus with us but then we have to do things God's right way and the truth is that this pandemic and all the associated stuff we're dealing with could make us not do what leads to peace it could make us lazy could make us apathetic could make us grumpy or fearful or angry it could make us have self-pity and feel selfish it could even make us think we can live with as if God isn't even watching because nobody else is watching nobody's coming around my house anymore now you've got to deliberately intentionally keep doing what leads to peace love one another serve one another keep doing your exercises keep being disciplined keep doing things God's way as 1 Peter 3 11 says seek peace and pursue it well you don't seek peace disconnected from the way you live your life you seek Jesus but you've got Jesus with you well now do what leads to peace by keeping doing his uh, life his way <clears throat> and if you if you're there thinking well I genuinely don't know what to do in a situation please speak to someone at the church please contact one of the pastors please get in touch please read your Bible and discover what leads to peace now Thirdly and finally, 
to know peace in the scattered place. You've also got to be willing to give some peace away. <clears throat> now the Bible has got a lot to say about a principle we call sowing and reaping. It's woven in through the whole book. And simply stated, it's that a man reaps what he sows. That's Galatians 6 verse 7. And that passage actually says, and don't be deceived, that it's any other way. No, according to how you sow your life, you will reap some stuff back. <coughs> well, we are essentially people of peace. We're followers of the one who is the Prince of Peace. We're doing life his way. So we're doing what leads to peace. Well, now our task is to be willing to give that peace away. Because there's another way that we retain peace. We reap peace by giving peace. Do you remember when um, Jesus sent the disciples out in Luke chapter 10? He said to them, when you go, you know, and tell people about the kingdom of God and, and heal the sick and so on. He said, when you go, every house you enter, say, peace to this house. And if they accept you and the message, then your peace will remain on them. But if they reject you and the message, then you leave and your peace goes with you. Peace is kind of this, a commodity almost. It's a value. It's an essence. It's a spiritual dynamic of who we are. And we have the power, church, to give peace away, to sow it to people. Now, whether they receive it or not, it's up to them. They're responsible for that. But as for me, I want to reap peace. I want to live in peace, increasing peace. So I'm going to be generous in my giving of peace to others in this season. Because in this season, there is so much dispeace, so much worry, conspiracy theories, doubt, fear. The world needs a people who are fundamentally in peace, who know the one who is in ultimate control, and that's Jesus. So think to yourself, how can I, how can I sow some peace in my scattered place this week? And you might think, well, all I've got is Facebook and WhatsApp and Zoom and all these online platforms. Exactly. Well, get busy using them to sow some peace. Don't fuel the conspiracy theories. Don't fuel the fear and the nonsense that's out there. Sow a positive message, a good message. Be online peace dispensers. Keep in touch with people. Send gifts, drop things off. Have a, some creative conversations with God about how you can sow peace generously this week. Offer to pray for people. And when they see that you're in peace, despite being in the same circumstances as them, it's all part of our witness to help people understand to navigate life well, you need the Prince of Peace. You need Jesus. So let me conclude. God loves it when we gather as his family, doesn't he? And we love to gather as his family. But it was always his plan that we would be scattered as well as gathered as the church. <clears throat> and here we are kind of forcibly scattered because of the circumstances that we've been living through for the last few weeks. The good news is we are not scattered in fear, in worry or despair. No, we have peace in the scattered place. Why? Because number one, we have Jesus with us. Secondly, we are keeping doing what leads to peace, living God's way. And thirdly, 
We're the most generous givers of peace the world has ever seen. And what we sow, we know we're going to reap. You know, you may be watching this and thinking, well, I'm, I'm not really sure I do have Jesus with me in this isolated time. Well, you know, Jesus is only a prayer away. He's actually hearing your heart right now. And if you will ask him to come and be with you and do life with you, he will respond. And you will feel that sense of unimaginable peace wash over you as you invite him to come and do life with you. Many of you watching this are Christians though. And just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're immune from feeling some of the fear that's out there. Well, my prayer for you is, come on guys, stay strong. Let's keep doing right. <clears throat> Let's keep doing what leads to peace. And if there are specific aspects of your life where you know you're particularly troubled, find out what God says about it and commit to doing what leads to peace and you watch the difference it'll make. And for all of us, let's go this week. Let's go at it this, this day, never mind this week, and be sowers of peace. Because as we sow, so we will reap. Let me pray for you as we finish. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the privilege of having a relationship with Jesus. Thank you for the peace that fills our hearts and lives that keeps us sane, keeps us on track, keeps us healthy and strong and focused in these troubled days. And I just ask that everybody watching would know deep peace because they know they know you. Lord, I pray where there's questions about how to live, help your people to find the right way to live so they can continue to grow in the peace of Christ that's in their heart. And Lord, we pray you'd give us creative ideas this week to be able to sow peace to every person we come in touch with. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.